My mind rebels at stagnation. Give me problems. Give me work. Give me the most abstruse cryptogram or the most intricate analysis, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. But I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave for mental exaltation. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Hosted by Dan Mickle and brought to you by Soul Performance Academy. This is the podcast that answers your questions on mental performance training and takes a deeper dive into the world of performance psychology. You can reach us at podcast at properatmosphere.com or across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to hearing from you and now on to the show. Hello and welcome to The Proper Atmosphere, the podcast where we answer your questions on mental performance, coaching, and education. I am your host, Dan Mickle. This episode is episode nine, Instructional Conflict. And our question comes from Jill in the Seattle, Washington area. Jill writes in, Hi, Coach Dan. I'm an 11th grade swimmer out of the Seattle, Washington area, and I love what I do and I love our coaching staff. But recently I've run into a problem where I'm getting conflicting information from my coaches and my assistant coaches. I respect both of them greatly and both have a wealth of knowledge. I'm just not sure what to do because they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Any help on how to address this would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, sincerely, Jill Swimmer. Well, Jill, thank you for reaching out. And before I answer your question, I just want to remind everyone that you can reach us by emailing podcast at danmickle.com or using the hashtag AskDanMickle or visiting the website properatmosphere.com and you can submit your questions and hopefully we can help you out. Instructional conflict is a... Very, very common thing, especially in the youth sporting world. And first, we got to look at where the conflict is coming from. And what I mean by that is, are we talking about conflict between a head coach and assistant coach, conflict between a coach and your peers or your teammates, or conflict between maybe a parent or an authoritative figure outside the coaching staff versus the coaching staff, because how we look and handle those are all a little bit different. And I really want to focus this episode more on the instructional conflict between members of the coaching staff. So maybe in another episode, we will talk and discuss and hit on all those things with, you know, conflicts between parents and coaches or teammates and coaches. But specifically, I want to address Jill's situation 
between coaching staff. And the very first thing that I would suggest in this situation is first looking to make sure that there actually is a conflict. And what I mean by that is, is it possible that the assistant coach and the coach are saying the same thing, but maybe they're doing it a little bit differently. So you feel like the messaging is different. That's the very first you know, part of this. We don't want to go too far down the road and trying to correct things and having these meetings and talking with everyone just to find out that they're actually are saying the same thing, just maybe a different manner. Um, unfortunately, I'm not a swimmer, so I can't really talk too much um, about the coaching aspect. So I'm uh, sorry if any of my analogies don't make sense. I'm going to try to do my best. Um, but again, I would make sure that the assistant coach, maybe they're talking about your stroke length and you're misinterpreting or, you know, they're saying it one way, the head coach is saying another way and you're feeling, you know, who do I listen to? So again, sit down, kind of write it out or look at it and say, okay, first off, are they saying completely different things or is it maybe just the wording? Once you figure it out, and let's say that they are saying, um, you know, maybe the assistant's saying that you need to do a tighter, shorter turn against the wall, and the head coach is saying, no, you know, do a much bigger, more robust turn against the wall, then they're obviously two different things. And now you're kind of stuck in that place where do I listen to the assistant? Do I listen to the head coach? And the best thing that you can do being the athlete in the middle is speak with both of them. And I would start with maybe the assistant coach and just say, Hey, head coach, Tom has asked me to try it this way. And it seems like what you're telling me goes against that or is a little bit different. And I was just wondering if you can clarify, maybe I'm not understanding what you're saying, or is there a reason? And if there is definitely a reason, maybe the assistant coach is saying, no, I definitely see this, then respectfully ask them, well, can you please talk to head coach Tom and get on the same page or kind of figure it out because it is causing this confusion and conflict with me. You could also do it in the reverse way where you just go to the head coach and say, hey, coach Tom. I'm getting a bit of conflicting information and I'm just trying to figure out what you guys really need for me to be my best assistant coach. Joe is asking me to do shorter turns. You're asking me to do bigger turns and I'm just not sure if it's my misunderstanding what's being asked for me or if we're not all on the same page. I think, too often what happens is, especially in the youth and even in the college ranks, we try to please everyone too much. So then you're going to end up trying to please, you know, both the head coach and the assistant coach. And your performance is going to suffer because you're going to be alternating back and forth between techniques probably. But then also that conflict is going to continue to grow. You know, maybe coach Tom, the head coach is going to start to get upset because you're not doing what he says or vice versa. And the assistant coach is going to get upset because they feel like you're not listening to them. And you're just kind of caught in the middle because you're getting mixed messaging. I don't necessarily think that you have to sit down with everyone and, you know, have like this big meeting about it. I think it's just a matter of first starting to make sure that you're receiving the instructions the way they intend it. And that's not saying that it's an error or an issue on your end. It's just saying that maybe 
you know, they're not communicating the best way for you to understand it, or maybe they're just poorly communicating. You know, sometimes with coaches, we have large teams and how we have to communicate and act with every person on that team has to be a little bit different and it can get a little confusing. So I would definitely just kind of reach out and sit down and talk about it. Now, if for some reason it escalates and it's no, definitely two different techniques and both are pretty firm in it, then that's the point where you need to go to the head coach. Ultimately, it's the head coach's program from a coaching standpoint, and it'll be up to the head coach to address it. If you feel it is a conflict between the two, your best bet is to stay out of it. Just let the head coach know that you're having these issues and let them sort it out. It's not up to you to get the assistant coach and the head coaches on the same page. It is up to you to give them feedback to let them know that they're not on the same page. But the conflict resolution doesn't really involve you other than you're being affected by it. And again, a lot of times coaches don't know that. I know personally there have been times that I've told a player something that contradicts completely what my assistant is. And it was only because the assistant saw something I didn't made the change and we hadn't had a chance to talk about it yet. And I appreciate it when the player comes up and says, hey, coach told me to do this, but you're telling me to do this and I'm confused. And I'm, you know, I personally never get upset about that. And I think most coaches that are worth, you know, their weight and salt will be glad that you brought it up and let them know so that they can address it because chances are you're not the only one having this problem. So I think that's how we have to deal with instructional conflict when it comes with the coaching staff. It really is usually about the messaging or the fact that the staff hasn't had a chance to talk and hash things out. And because things are so bang, bang in the heat of the moment, you know, at competitions or meets, we don't always have that chance to meet and talk about it. So it reminds them, oh, wait, we have to talk about this and figure this out. Or sometimes it just means that the coaches weren't on the same page and they need to work out what they want. The problem for the athlete becomes when we try to step in and fix it and try and make everyone happy. And we have to realize that that's not always our job. As much as we want to and we want to give feedback, and I think it's great when athletes give coaches feedback, but there's times where the feedback has to stop and the coaches have to resolve things. And that's that's where you kind of exit the situation. Hey, this is the feedback and the conflict I'm having. Can you guys resolve it and just tell me I'll do, you know, I understand what everyone's saying. I just need to know what to do best because I'm kind of getting heat from both coaches because I'm not doing it the way they expect it. And I think this goes to the bigger situation of a lot of times when we're in the youth, the really early stages, um, 10U, 11U, 12U, we want to start developing that kind of self-awareness and the ability for young athletes to you know, advocate for themselves. I think that this would be a great situation to start to learn how to be that leader and how to advocate for yourself as an athlete in situations like this and learning how to talk to coaches. Because then when it becomes a very tough situation that may be, you know, pretty for, tricky for you to talk about or worrisome for you to talk about, you've already learned how to have dialogue with coaches. Even if it's a new coach, you know, each year, you've kind of learned those methods and formulated how to have discussions and honest discussion with coaches. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that's lacking in the youth sports world. 
we always talk about how athletics and and these programs build character and build leaders and and do all these great social skills, which they do. But a lot of times we don't give the athletes a chance to grow and work on those skills. And instructional conflict is a great way to start working on those skills. Because typically in an instructional conflict, it's not a huge issue. It's usually a small thing. You know, um, in volleyball, it might be just what we're looking for in a blocking scheme. One coach might say, you know, block line and another coach might say block angle because they're not on the same page and you're getting conflicting, you know, situations or what pitches you're throwing, you know, an assistant coach is telling you to throw this pitch and the head coach is telling you to throw this pitch and you're not sure which to throw. And a lot of times we try to appease everyone by fudging it in the middle and that never works, right? You're, you're not throwing your best fastball or your best curveball. You're throwing some kind of weird hybrid in the middle or you're not blocking line or angle. You're just kind of blocking, you know, straight on with the, with the hitter and, and hoping it works out. So I think if we start looking at things like instructional conflict as a great way to work with our athletes and train with them, um, it'll have benefits in the long run. Now, from the coaching standpoint and the coaches listening to the podcast, you have to incorporate that into your program. Let them know that it's okay to have these conversations with you, that you know it's not some taboo situation where they can't talk to your coach about the confusion that they're having or the frustrations that they're having. We want to open up those dialogues and teach them how to have those conversations. So, Jill, I hope that answers your question um, between your coaches. And like I said, we could also do some episodes in the future about the conflict between, you know, coaches and parents with instructional situations or even teammates and coaches in the structural. But I really wanted to hit home the fact on how to deal with this when it's two coaches giving you different instruction. And again, I think it's a real simple solution. Just have those conversations. Um whether you start with the head coach or you start with the assistant. I like starting with the assistant because typically assistants are learning to grow as a coach, and I think that's a great way to help them grow as well. Start with them and see if it's, hey, is it your messaging or are you just not on the same page as the head coach? And let them think about it and see what's going on. And then if you want to, go to the head coach and you know, work at that angle. But again, I think any coach that is worth anything will will welcome the feedback and have that conversation and help you grow as a leader. So thanks again, Jill, for the question. And thanks to everyone for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Atmosphere podcast. Remember, you can send us your questions podcast at danmickle.com or visiting the Proper Atmosphere website, properatmosphere.com, or using the hashtag AskDanMickle across all social media. Hopefully I'll pick it up and would love to answer some of your questions. Thanks and have a great day. And remember, don't suck. To this episode of The Proper Atmosphere, hosted by Dan Mickle and presented by Soul Performance Academy. Please send all your questions, comments, or inquiries to podcast at properatmosphere.com or reach out to us across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to answering your questions in future episodes. And remember, you can listen to The Proper Atmosphere on any popular podcast service such as Google Play, iTunes, Pandora, and Spotify. Thank you and have a great day.